0: Okay, wake up in the morning and I go and get the paper, gotta get the paper, every morning gotta go and get the paper, and a nice
1: cup of coffee. Hey Central Michigan University, this is Ben Solis.
2: I am Malachi Barrett. And
0: I'm gonna sit quietly to the side and
1: watch. That was Tyler Guza and we are the Raving Geeks. Today we're bringing you a very special podcast, this is kind of out of our ordinary realm of doing things. This is our special Batman vs. Superman, or Batman v. Superman, if you want to be technical. Dawn of Justice.
0: Dawn of the Civil War.
1: Spoiler, spoiler (laughs) podcast. Now, we've all had a chance to see the movie finally. We've recorded this twice already with some major issues, and we're finally coming back to you guys. Hopefully, this works this time for all you viewers out there. But this is pretty split, like, across the board. Tyler and I did a, a special review. You can see that on cm-life.com, and it was very non-spoilery. Like It was just kind of get, get it out there, and he kind of liked it. I really liked it. And Now, finally, our fearless leader has finally seen this, and the reaction was not, not palatable. Um, Dad's,
2: Dad's home with the belt.
1: <laughs> Dad is going to beat some ass.
2: I'm glad that we can all have this you know, conversation together now because I like to talk about more than just the movie. You know, I'd like to talk about DC. I'd like to talk about how the reviews might have impacted. I'd like to talk about Zack Snyder and his legacy. So hopefully we can have a a bigger conversation. But at the beginning here, this initial review section is going to be a little heated because Ben came out of this movie after the special press uh, screening, and he was over the moon. Lots of exclamation points, lots of capital letters. Absolutely (laughs)
1: loved it. Saw it multiple times, still love it.
2: Some of the tweets are... uh, (laughs) I don't know, man. Do you take any of this stuff back? I'm going to read nope. some of this out for nope. you.
1: Don't take any of it back. It's all... Stand by all of it. Okay, so
2: you said it It made it look like... You said high achievement for Zack Snyder. You I said, it, it, was, it, you said was, it made Man of Steel look like a student film. Still agree. Raises <laughs> the bar and the stakes. Still agree. The story man. is fantastic. Still agree. Okay. Uh, this is Zack Snyder's Dark Knight. So I'm assuming you mean that like his... The second outing... And it's like the penultimate, I don't know, I guess what do you mean by that?
1: Okay, if you look at it in the scope of a trilogy, obviously this is no trilogy. These are all episodic movies moving forward. But it's, I mean, it's basically a Man of Steel 2. I think we could agree there's elements there that there's Man of Steel 2. This is this is his raising the bar. This is his Empire Strikes Back of the, of his franchise. So yeah, that's what I mean.
2: You really like Gal Gadot? Gido? Gadot? Gadot? Gadot. Gadot. Yeah. Really like Batfleck, obviously.
1: Loved Batfleck. I'm wearing my Batman gear just because.
2: You said uh, Eisenberg was something to behold. I liked him a lot. You liked Eisenberg I as, as, as Lex really Luthor. Okay. Yeah. Uh you, you defended Man of Steel, and you said you acknowledge its weaknesses, and now Batman makes it you makes it like you more, right? You like Man of Steel more now because I of I like Man of
1: Steel more because it gave us this. Okay. It set this up. All right. Now, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me go through Malachi's tweets here. All right. Malachi did not say much. However, what he did say was a, a fantastic little montage of uh, him driving his vehicle home, looking sad, like the saddest bastard I've ever seen in my entire life. He, he looked like you were going to cry, but you also simultaneously wanted to punch all of your windows out of your car. Mm-hmm. So can you, can you explain a little bit about what that moment was like for you?
2: You know, being a fan of, of these kinds of movies, sometimes you get let down. Sometimes you you put your heart into something and you don't get much back. Oh, and when I left that theater, I was feeling very just disappointed, I guess, at the the potential that was kind of squandered. And it was raining and I turn on the radio and there's this sad song playing. And I said, you know what? <laughs> this moment in my life right now, this is my review of Batman v Superman. <laughs> like this perfectly encapsulates how I feel about this. I, film. I feel
0: like you said more. With, like, six-second video with no vocals at all, like, talking than a lot of critics said altogether.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I I, I feel like I was a little bit tainted because I saw this, you know, this week, uh, the week after it came out. Whereas you guys saw it, you know, as soon as it did. And I was a little bit filtered, I think, by some of the the stuff that was said online. Because, man, critics tore this movie apart.
1: Shredded it. Absolutely. Dude, I've never – okay, like – I've seen some comic book movies and just some movies in general that absolutely deserve to be shredded to pieces. Yeah. And this is one that just, like, despite how I feel, got so shredded hardcore across the board. There was nobody really on the critic side who really just, like, dug this movie. It was rough.
2: Is that fair? Do you think – you know, we're going to get into what we personally thought about it in a a couple of minutes here. But, like, there's this, like, this internet – Hive mind, think mob mentality. Mob mentality, and now I think forever this movie is going to be known as bad because of you know what's come out in like the first two weeks here.
1: Here's my take on this, and I'm being as pragmatic as I possibly can on this. Right, I think people know full well what Zack Snyder can do and what he cannot do, and I think no matter what was going to happen in this movie, people were not going to be surprised by his work. You either going to love it because you like Zack Snyder's movies, or you absolutely hate it. And let's be very honest, across the board, most of these critics have simultaneously all the time said that Zack Snyder is not a very good filmmaker, right? He doesn't know how to edit very well. His storytelling is usually pretty shallow. What he is good at is painting these really like great visual scenes. G- give the guy credit, he knows how to set a scene up, right? He knows how to set up a shot, mm-hmm. and it looks really, really cool on film. But what their main criticisms are on all Zack Snyder, f- Snyder films is that shots alone aren't going to sell a film, Right. So I think all these critics went into this like, man, I'm gonna hate this movie. I'm just gonna see and it's gonna take a lot for me to be impressed. And I think when they weren't impressed, they fell right into their like laurels of saying, like, well, I knew this was gonna happen, so I have this like preconceived notion of what I'm gonna write already, and they just went to hell with it. And I think because they were so let down that they weren't impressed by it, that it wasn't a game changer, like it was built up to be, they're just like, Oh, I'm just gonna tear this thing apart. And you see that too, because like you see like the big trades right the big trades saying reasonable things about it despite them shredding it and then after that it was a flood of just like fan sites noobs people who have like no business writing reviews in the first place just following that whole wave because it was all also unpopular to hate this movie
2: yeah and that's the thing that i'm more worried about is that um there are movies that were not as bad as their legacies tell them to be sure you know what i mean sure and some of these recent movies like I think Amazing Spider-Man 2 is one of those kinds of movies it's hard to defend that one but you know for anyone who likes that movie and I think in the case with this one anyone who really likes Batman v Superman they're always going to have to battle with this uh perception that's pretty much been written in stone i think at this point and i think that's kind of unfortunate
1: yeah and then like retrospectively and this is actually giving me a lot of pause too because there's a lot of movies that i've hated on throughout all these years and now i almost feel like a little bit more sympathy toward them yeah you know it's like you know maybe the amazing spider-man series wasn't all that bad maybe i just you know was tainted by all this stuff so i don't i don't know man it's it's hard to it's hard to say but yeah i think it was really unduly criticized i think there are a lot of gripes I think there are a lot of things to say about this film that are not necessarily positive, that are very negative, but in the sum total, I think it was a good movie. I don't think it was bad. And we're not talking Green Lantern here, and we're not talking Tyler's new favorite movie, Fantastic Four. <laughs> you know, we're we're talking about a, a pretty solid movie across the board with a lot of problems.
2: Yeah. Well, how do you want to have this conversation then first? Do you want to kind of say your piece and then I'll say my piece or do you want to do, we both talk about the good things and then we both talk about the bad things or I guess what's the most productive way to have this conversation?
1: I think the way that we should do it is, okay, so Tyler and I spent a lot of time kind of dissecting pieces of the movie. Yeah.
0: And just, just for the record, I'm kind of like in between, like we've kind of joked that I like, I'm like the wonder woman of the Raven geeks now where you guys are very polarized with your, your beliefs, and then I'm just kinda like there. To, you know, I'm trying to get that picture back from Lex Luthor. You know, that's all that's all <laughs> yeah. I'm really worried about.
1: Like I think instead of dissecting parts of the movie and like characters and things like that, let's let's talk about themes, right? Okay. Thematic elements of the movie that may or may not have worked. All right.
0: Yeah, because I, I think that we can kind of agree that for the most part the things that we liked about it is the same thing that a lot of other people liked about it because that's, like, the one thing. Hey, we all, everyone really likes Ben Affleck as Batman. You know, like, yeah. I, I think we should just really kind of go into, like, how you said, like, the themes of everything.
1: Okay. And my first point to bring up is tonality of character development, right? Yeah. And what I mean by that is that you've got two characters who for the longest time have very, very strict set ideas and concepts about what they are, what they represent, and the lines that they will and will not cross, right? And this movie kind of throws those conventions completely out the window. And I think we can both agree. I think that's a good thing, and I'm guessing that you think that that's kind of a bad thing. So
2: I, I think in execution. So this is a movie that opens with the murder of Bruce Wayne's parents again, but it has a key difference. It's not the same scene that we've always seen before, because in this this is a universe where Thomas Wayne goes down swinging yeah and not and, cowering right well and in my mind too almost instigating and i think that's really what shapes this this bruce wayne this more kind of violent batman that you see in this movie too is this is a movie where he didn't see his parents gunned down by you know just some crazed violent criminal he saw his father stand up to stand him. up and, and try to throw a punch in the theater i was like a little upset by that because it it really like makes a break. I mean, I, I tweeted a thing out the other day called, uh, it was a spoiler FAQ about the movie. It was very critical. Which made me so mad. It was I, very I, critical. I was,
0: I, I was laughing really hard. But,
2: dude. uh, but the, uh, author Rob Bricken, who I've, I've followed a while, he's bounced around from a couple of different sites. Uh, and he called it Zack Snyder's DC murder verse,
1: which is really funny, but I'm still mad. And about it him.
2: makes sense because a lot of these characters are so aggressive and their first reaction is with violence. And, it kind of put me off a little bit. You know what I mean? Just kind of see how it opens up that way. You also have a Superman who was not told by his parents that he needs to protect humanity and he needs to use these gifts for good and he is human. He has parents who have told him from the beginning that you are separate. You're an alien. Don't trust you don't, anybody. You don't owe these people anything. I, I tweeted you jokingly the other day that Ma Kent was basically like, Screw. I him. really want to swear here, but like, Screw the humans. You don't know the humans anything. Screw them. Screw every human ever. What's the point? <laughs> and, and so you have these two characters that um, just from their very core are, are tweaked in a way that makes them more predispositioned to that kind of violence. And and you like that, I guess, maybe because that's more fresh, or, or what do you like I about like that take? I like because
1: it's more fresh. And it's because it, I mean, let's just be very honest. It's more realistic, right? And that's what I liked about Man of Steel the most, and that's what I liked about this movie the most. You've got a Superman who is basically being told – by the rest of society that you need to protect us, right? And then you've got these really mixed messages from his parents that say, you know, like, one day you'll be able to be that person. But right now, I don't want you to be that person because you're not that person. So it's like Superman is conflicted in himself where he doesn't even believe his parents, the good side of his parents, and he doesn't believe society that he has to be this massive savior. It's almost like he's just going through the motions and just doing it because that's what everybody wants him to be. And there is that line in the movie that I think Tyler and I said was probably one of the most poignant lines in the movie, even though it was a little wooden and I think maybe you might disagree with it's that you know Superman isn't real. it's just a dream from a farmer in Kansas right And I thought that even though that like people saw that like huge Superman fans are like, "Oh, give me a break. you've just ruined every like conception of what we have as Superman is is that like this really ideal you know, I'm, I can save everybody, I'm going to save everybody, and everybody deserves to be saved. To, like, having this, like, really kind of broken, almost teenager, sophomore guy being I mean, like, I don't really want to have to do this. You know, it. I thought thematically that was really cool because that was kind of the point of what Man of Steel was trying to get at that mm-hmm. I think a lot of people missed. And it's also a point I think a lot of people missed in this movie. And maybe they got it and they just didn't like it.
2: I I don't think there's a problem with that. I mean, I think that's what Man of Steel's real purpose was to be for a human, you know, someone who is very flawed to uh, to kind of like realize that dream, you know, that farmer boy dream from Kansas that, you know, he's he's not perfect, but he's going to try and he's going to you know try to set an example as like the best version of of a human. My problem is that that is the uh, the rising conflict and it never really gets resolved. Superman, Superman basically decides that he can't be Superman because he failed to stop the Capitol bombing. Um, and then basically flies away and mopes, which is what he was already doing in the beginning of that movie anyway. Which did most of Man of Steel, too. And then, yeah, exactly. And then he gets in a selfish fight with Batman, and then he gets killed by Doomsday and sacrifices himself. So there's no, there's no answer to that question. There's no resolution there. There's no growth. It's really just him continuing to be, to grapple with some of this stuff. And I think my biggest problem with this movie is that it doesn't provide any answers to these really big themes that it like, it, it teases that it's going to talk about them, but it doesn't. You literally are are told in all the marketing and the beginning of this movie that you're going to have this really great Senate hearing where they're going to debate, you know, what is the purpose of Superman? Can there be this unilateral force Uh, who decides what actions are good versus bad.
1: And then they just blow it away in a jar of piss. Yeah, and
2: instead the senator looks at a jar of pee and the guy with no legs blows up. And it's like, and it's never talked about really again after that point. And that's what was the most frustrating thing for me, I think, is that I'm all down to play with these ideas, but but play with them. Don't say that you're going to use, you know, you're going to touch on this stuff and then don't do it because it's really unsatisfying and it doesn't justify the choices that are being made in the movie.
1: One thing that I love about Zach is that he, despite him maybe not being the most like intellectual filmmaker, is that he's really ambitious and he really likes these storylines a lot. And you can tell that he really cares about these characters, but it doesn't come off that way because he just wants to do so many big things with this yeah. is that it never lands. Right. And I'll give you that. But I think that even just by sheer virtue and admiration that he even thought that way is why I like it so much, you know? Nolan thought that way and had it land. But there's also a lot of like emotionality that I think Nolan never really touched on. For me personally.
2: Yeah, I mean I would argue there's less in these movies than in his. Well,
1: that's true, but what I'm saying is I think Zack is trying to get to that more, but just doesn't have the means to do it with what he was doing. If they if they were smart they would have done a Batman versus Superman movie and pulled that element out of it and put that right here and then did John of Justice directly after it. I mean, you filmed everything at one point in time, condense those things into two different movies and throw it all together. Because yeah. it would work still as a two-part movie.
2: Well, the biggest, I think everyone can really agree the biggest problem with this movie is that there's so much going on that it doesn't have time to focus on the characters yeah. that they think are important. So, I mean, I was telling Tyler before, mm-hmm. and it, you know, I started to kind of touch on this, a lot of the emotional moments in this movie don't feel earned. Because there's not a lot that's done to make them make me actually care about the characters, um, you know the the final act didn't didn't read to me like Superman proving his importance to the world by saving a really big threat. It felt like a really selfish fight between three assholes. You know what I mean? Bruce Wayne and Superman are fighting for. Philosophical but fairly e- egotistical differences. They don't ever sit and sit down and talk and, and try to work through the differences between themselves. They basically he comes and smashes his car and say that if you if you keep doing this, I'm going to kill you. And Batman says, "Screw you, I'm going to kill you." And then they start fighting each other because they're he manipulated. They
0: some wiggle around a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they're like-
2: manipulated by a third asshole, Lex Luthor, who I actually enjoyed some of his characterization. I, you know, he had I think the most clearly defined motivations, even though his actual plans were way more complicated than they needed to be. But he essentially is creating another monster for them to fight. And by the end of it, I just don't see them. I don't see Superman earning the reverence that he gets at the end of the movie.
1: Here's the thing about that.
2: So when he dies, I mean, I just told you when he died in the movie theater, I said, good.
1: <laughs> That's my favorite. Like
2: That should be on the title of the DVD. Yeah, because I was, I was just so sick of him. You know and all, I mean?
1: like, all I can think of right now is a grumpy cat meme. It's like Superman dies. Good.
2: Yeah, no, really. I was like, finally, about time.
1: I, I will agree with you about this this asshole, fighting asshole kind of thing. Yeah. But to, to me, to tell you the truth, I really like that, because it's the Alan Moore version of superheroes, right? It's that these guys are not idealistic in the way that you want them to be. They're not here to do justice. They're providing their own motivations because they're human beings and they're completely flawed. They might have superpowers. They might have the means to fight criminals and create justice in the world. But at the end of the day... They're xenophobic. They're scared. They're flawed. They're selfish. They don't want to do these things. They don't really want to protect people. They're trying to. They're trying to ease their own psychological tensions. Like going back to the Batfleck thing, right? Yeah. A big part of this movie that people did not agree with, that I have very little problem with, even though it it totally turns my idea of what Batman is on its head, is the fact that he's willing to kill people, not not indiscriminately, like people said it was. Like come on the thing is he was indiscriminately killing people.
2: No, I mean he was just pretty much discriminately killing criminals. Well sure. te- technically, what well, someone said he committed
0: uh as a manslaughter. He didn't actually commit murder well, because what Snyder, he, he, Snyder said yeah. Snyder needs to keep
2: his mouth shut. That's yeah. bull. If Snyder wants to save <laughs> his you, own movie. If he's you shoot a, a car and the car explodes that is not manslaughter. The the guy who's like gas tank that he shot and they blew up, I guess that's manslaughter, probably not. And he legally. did not
0: he, he did not pull the pin on the grenade. He kicked the grenade. But he didn't pull the pin on it. Whatever, yeah. He, he was, he was <laughs> my, a straight-up murderer in My movie. point
1: is this. My point is this, is that if you were Batman for that long, right, mm-hmm. and you didn't really get anything done, you watched your friends die, Joker's still alive because you can't bring yourself to kill him, and you're not, you are not—you can't bring yourself to cross that line. So the only thing that you can do is brand some people and hopefully that the, that the criminals in prison take care of it for you, Right is exactly the kind of Batman that I've wanted to see for a long time. Do I think it's the definitive Batman that everybody wants? Absolutely not. And I think that's why so many people are pissed off with this. But for me personally, I've always wanted to see this. And that being said, if you had one chance to right the single wrong that drives your entire life, which is the death of your parents, and you find out that some poor bastard's mom who you're about to kill has the same name, and all of a sudden you come to this realization, is like, oh my god, I'm becoming everything that I hate. Like, he is a human. What what am I doing? And you have a chance to stop that? I'm killing everybody. I'm killing everybody in my path to try to prevent that from one happening. Because that one life is more important than some scumbags and some tanks. And that's just personally my take on it.
2: Yeah, I, I want to get back to the Martha thing. But, so, I mean, they they kind of talked about this too. Like, he, he tells Alfred we're, we're criminals and... There are a couple of lines that were lifted from the uh, the Dark Knight Returns that I think didn't fit this movie just because they weren't in the same context. So it was a little weird to hear him say that line in that context. But yeah. so if if this is kind of a deconstruction of, you know, this is this is kind of a realistic interpretation of what a man who has all this technology and is violently beating up criminals who is you know trying to purge these you know negative feelings out of his subconscious and everything, he's gonna he's gonna go that way. But is that right? And the movie kind of says yes, yeah. it doesn't ever really say because it's okay for him to do that. Maybe on the journey to understanding that, you know, what I, I gotta, I gotta calm down. Like I know, I know Robin died, and I know that Superman's here, but like, you know, we're heroes. They're not heroes in this movie, and there's nothing that's really done to say that what they're doing isn't correct. It's almost like a, a, a glorification of it.
0: I I would disagree with you. Not so much what you said, but that you said there wasn't a payoff. It's a very subtle payoff and it's a payoff in the way of just how like, hey, the whole destruction of Metropolis, that was planned so that we could have this conflict in Batman v Superman. No, it was just, hey, we could do this and maybe try to fix it. The scene at the end where Wonder Woman is talking to Batman at the funeral, and they're, you know, they're talking about blah blah, 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 blah. and that's the one thing Batman's talking about the whole movie. Like, there's no good good guys don't exist anymore. There's no such thing as good guys. So there's do, just why do there's I there's, there's guy. bad guys and then worse guys. And what does he say to Wonder Woman? He goes you know, I'm not, I failed them in life. I won't fail them in death. There are still good people in this world. And I think that was Batman's realization that, yes, I can go out and fight, you know, crime. Maybe I don't have to be very sadistic of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, for all I know, bet the next time we see Batman, he's doing the same thing. I'm not saying that he's not going to be as vicious, but I think that was the moment there where that maybe they tried to say he maybe did learn something from this movie. I but. Agree. At that point, like you said, a lot of people probably just – you know, they just shut their brains off and didn't care. Honestly,
2: at that point in the movie, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I, at that point – and you know what? I didn't that, that, feel that fu- That, was that really funeral earned. scene
0: – and I told Ben, that funeral scene, it's kind of sadistic to think about, but it's the lightest part of that movie. Um, yeah, it is. To- even, you can even see it in the, the scenes. Colors. The, that the, the You start to see colors rolling, and it kind of makes sense in a way of – where even Zack Snyder said, Justice League will be a lighter movie in tone than Batman v Superman. I kind of think that Batman v Superman – is as dark as we're going to get, which is funny to say when you have a movie like Suicide Squad coming yeah. out. And I have something and, to say on that too. And I, I, even, like told, to and I yeah. even told, and I even told, I can't even remember now what I, I was talking to one of you and I was just saying how that with this, with this movie, I, I think that this death of the Superman in a way I think is going to symbolize the death of the Superman that everyone's talking about that they don't like anymore and when Superman comes back because he will come back mm-hmm. we might see a total flip and have him be the boy scout that we all thought that he was because yeah. Henry Cavill in an interview said that we in in the grand scheme of the DC universe we have not gotten to the comic version of Superman yet we're still in the Superman's learning to be Superman stage so we haven't gotten to what the you know the the fighting for justice and American way that we're used to you know the Christopher Reeve bat, or Superman I think yeah. that when we see him again it'll be a jarring switch but I think that that's how they're gonna play it is when he comes back he's got a different outlook on life
2: and I wish that I didn't have to slog through this entire movie to get to that point no and I, and I, and I agree hate with you. I hate that we're playing the long game where this movie has to suffer because it needs to set up. Uh, future franchises and i'm really i'm trying hard with this and i'd like to do with more movies in the future that are in these like shared universes but i i don't want to look at this movie in the context of the dc cinematic universe because that's assuming that i'm giving them all kinds of money for this and i'm gonna buy into all this shit right now at this point after watching this movie i'm not bought into your cinematic universe give me a good movie And Mm -hmm. so far I've got one movie that I, you know, I, I liked man of steel. I had some, some issues with it, but overall I liked it more than I liked this movie. I mean, when I was, yeah. And, and this is like, it doesn't exist by itself. And I guess, you know, back to Superman, I, I think it points to him being so ineffectual in these movies and either Zack Snyder, not knowing what to do with him or just writing himself into a corner where he has to go with this really out of character version. But Superman was more, uh, inspirational in death than he ever was and, in life and let's not for- and i think that's a problem with the character too that basically the only way that you you can show bruce wayne that you know what he's doing is wrong and you can show the world that these metahumans can do good is to die is stupid well and and, and, to, and then to die in an unnecessary way to like give the kryptonite spirit a wonder woman who has all the same powers as superman and also isn't affected by kryptonite like how hard would that have been or I don't know. Have Batman shoot it at him like a gun or something? Like just, just the way around it. Just he died for a really stupid reason too. So it, I didn't think he was like that was like a heroic death or anything like that. Like it just didn't feel. It didn't feel and, earned. And that to and
0: me. that goes back to the main issue here. And I know, I'm not I'm not comparing it to Marvel. I'm not going to compare these. But I'm just going to say in the game when you're looking at these two universes now, with Marvel they were able to build up to a point yeah and that's what with, I was with dc too. they've all said we're not rushing we're not rushing in anything you know we're not rushing i'm sorry dc you're rushing and the thing is this movie had we had a couple movies before it where we got to see superman and batman and, and really learn to love these characters the death would have been more impactful. if someone dies in civil war even even this character like like Rhodes or hawkeye Someone who's not like the big main characters—that's that to me—that'll hurt more yeah. than the Superman. And deck. I just and I want to say one DC thing before just I hasn't back earned over you. that
2: yet. And I and the problem is—is is you're right. If we would have had more time with Superman, that would have been great. If we would have had more time with Superman as a hero, that would have been great. Because nobody in this movie has any moral high ground to stand on whatsoever, and that's another problem for me too. Is I have nobody to root for. I I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's an issue when you have. I don't know. When you have that happen <laughs>
1: be, before, be, okay. Before I get into what I need to say, is that like, yeah. that's a part of the movie that I kind of liked. I kind of liked the fact that like nobody here is good, nobody here is worth rooting for, and as you're kind of just like watching these huge powers just kind of clash with each other and these ideas clash with each other. When you're kind of an impartial viewer, right? You're kind of just like but the I hate to say it there. though, but
0: that's what Suicide Squads for.
1: Well, well, we'll get to that. But the whole point is, is that like with with Marvel, and I will give them this, and I'm, I'm gonna try really hard not to compare this to Marvel just because yeah, be-
2: and I don't want to either because I was saying before it's not a zero sum game. No, like I, I, don't- I don't think this this succeeding is to the detriment of Marvel or vice versa. I don't I don't think either one is is beating each other in some game in they my head. I, I'm not a fanboy for either side. Ships, my friends. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. care, you know, brand loyalty is is stupid. So
1: how this all started by the way, guys, is that uh in my zeal to defend this movie, because I'm still sticking by every little piece that Malachi just read, despite me saying, Yeah, this happened, this happened, I still think it's as good as the day I saw it. There was a, an article by the New York Post, which is not necessarily the most reputable newspaper of all time, but it was a, a column written by somebody saying that, and the headline was just this, and this was the impetus of the entire article, is that Batman v. Superman is too smart for Marvel fans, to which Malachi almost blew his freaking lid off, like, oh, get out of here. And we had a little bit of a little mini spat, which is kind of like, you know, like, I think how things are going to go here from now on. But I will say this in comparison to these these universes and this is all i really want to touch on before we get too crazy and too heated is that marvel took time to introduce their characters not just as like single movies and standalone movies but in in tone that from the get-go you see who these people are they are not wavering in what they are and they're exactly how they're going to be throughout And as you go build this universe, the only times that you see them deviate from that is maybe in, like, one movie. Which is what we're going to see in Civil War, probably, of these two guys kind of, like, deviating a little bit from what their standard, you know, tone is. Here, you don't have that at all. You've got very different versions of these characters that don't stand for what they are supposed to stand for and that they have a lot of room to grow. And I understand that this is episodic. Right? All these movies are supposed to be episodic, they're not supposed to be standalone. So if you think that you're gonna get standalone movies from this DC universe, even with Wonder Woman, even with Aquaman, and even with Flash, I'm sorry that's not how the game is gonna be played here. Because not only they wanna be different than Marvel in that way, right? But you gotta look at what the DC comics version or what DC does in their comics versus what Marvel does in their comics. When you have big wide company arcs, right, and big like events. DC usually does a little bit better cohesively tying all those things together in episodes. Marvel sometimes doesn't necessarily do that. They're good, they're big, but they drag, drag on for a really long time and they really don't connect. And that's just my perception of reading Marvel comic big events. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's events.
2: fair, but you know, that's your perspective.
1: It is my perspective. And as I see that, this is how DC is going to roll. And we just have to deal with it. And you know, like you said, do you want to give them all this money so they can just roll with it? Well, a lot of fans and, say no. Me personally, this is everything I wanted to see out of this universe. I'm was bought in with Man of Steel, I bought in with Batman versus Superman, I'm bought in with how Suicide Squad. Is, Suicide Squad is going to be especially because it's going to be a little bit of a break from my what I think is this main like Justice storyline that they're building, which is really cool. So,
0: and for me, the more and more I think about it as every day goes by, I'm starting to I was like, you know, I don't think Zack Snyder's you know, I don't think all these people calling for his head you know, are justified. I'm starting to lean towards the way, kind of how I told you today, if we see Suicide Squad come out and be good, and we see Wonder Woman come out and be good, and start seeing the movies, you know, because all we've seen so far, we've seen two movies, yes, but they were both by the same director. It'd be like only seeing Avengers and Avengers 2 and just only having Joss Whedon's view, because Joss Whedon's Captain America is way different than the Russo brothers' Captain America. Um, so if we see, you know, David Ayer, you know, we know Batman's going to be in this movie it might only be for five minutes, but maybe we just, for whatever reason, his Batman, we just really, really liked, you know what I mean? And his tone of that movie will be different. And then when Patty Jenkins comes out and we see her vision of Wonder Woman and we go, man, her Wonder Woman was really cool. Not saying that Wonder Woman wasn't great in, in BVS and we didn't get a lot of her.
1: She's probably the best part of that whole movie.
0: I would disagree with you on that. She was good. I liked her. A lot more at the, in the dinner scenes in the when she was when she was Diana Prince. Maybe it's just because like I didn't really I didn't like the way that Wonder why Wonder Woman was in that story. But when when I saw her as Wonder Woman, she fought really cool. It was really cool to finally see Wonder Woman, you know, kick an ass. But I was just like, okay, you know? Um I think we're we're stuck with Snyder for part one of the Justice League, but if those two movies come out and are really well, and I think before part two, do we get Cyborg or Aquaman? I'm not sure. I can't remember. But you know, if James Wan's Aquaman does really well, and then, but for whatever reason, then that part one of Justice League where we see all these characters again, and everyone's like, man, they were really good in their standalone movies. Like the tone of those. But when, whenever Snyder gets his hand on them, they're just they seem darker and not as not as you know enjoyed. I'm thinking we're going to see Snyder just become executive producer and they're going to move on and have someone else direct the
1: second part. I think people are being too critical about the growth of these movies. And you got to understand is that this is all a progression, right? And that if this was was the end game, the end game was to have Zack Snyder kind of... Okay, you have Man of Steel, which is pretty bright. I mean, there's bleak moments in Man of Steel, but compared to Batman v Superman, it's a pretty uplifting movie, right? That's
2: like comparing a black and a gray, though. I mean, Man of Steel's pretty bad in terms of being like just a little depressing and like... Muting the color, and- but see Ben, the, and another thing you got to think about
0: too is we're looking at this as comic fans. Where every month, you know, our next issue comes out and we can wait. But especially with Hollywood, which is a "what have you done for me lately?" you know, environment. I'm sorry, but Just
1: don't think it needs to I be was out. I
0: waited a long time to see Batman v Superman, and I like I said, I walked out and I liked it. I you know, as much as Malachi was you know shitting on it, he and I both gave it the same score. You know, yeah. you know. I like the I like parts of the third act, and you said you gave
2: up on it by then i you know what I was on board i 'm excited for most of the movie i i really i didn 't like really love it, but i I liked a lot of what was going on you know if you if you look at the through line of of Bruce Wayne starts the movie, he sees the towers fall he 's got his motivation he 's trying to get the kryptonite, he gets the kryptonite, and he like lights up the thing to fight uh superman like that 's kind of more or less what he does up until mm-hmm. that point you know there's some like trying to figure out who's got the kryptonite and like fighting Jesse Eisenberg's goons. But that's more or less what he's doing. Okay. Uh, Then you have Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor finds the kryptonite. He negotiates with the senators to get it brought back to the United States. They won't do it. But he also makes a deal with a guy to get access to kryptonian technology. He black market gets the kryptonite in. It gets stolen by Batman. So he tries to get Superman to kill Batman for him. That more or less makes sense. The weird stuff with him like sending operatives into the Middle East to like create a reason for uh, the United States government not to like Superman doesn't make any sense. All they had to do was say the government wants to investigate you for what happened in Metropolis last year. I don't understand why they had to create some new reason that was more convoluted because one, Superman doesn't kill people with bullets. So why would they think that he really did that? And then two, he straight up did kill the warlord. He like slammed him through like six buildings. So at least he's like somewhat culpable for the stuff that they're upset about. Anyway, that was a little too tied up, but most of his stuff kind of made sense. But then you have Superman and what is really Superman doing for that movie? He's trying to report on Batman. Lawrence Fishburne won't let him. He goes down there and says, hey, knock it off or I'll kill you. And I do like how in that long chase they went to great length to show how indestructible the Batmobile was. And then to basically have Superman like rip it apart really fast shows the level of difference, you know, in in their kind of power. And that was kind of cool. But what does he really do after that? He goes to the Senate hearing and I'm like, okay, finally – we're gonna talk about you know all these issues, and we're gonna to get to see Superman's perspective, and maybe he's gonna like stand up for what he believes in. No, the room blows up. He flies yeah, away. He, he literally does not say a word. I don't think does he in the Senate,
0: does he even speak in the scene? I don't hearing? think so. I
2: think he walks in. I
0: literally think he sits there and he just listens to them talk, and then it blows
2: up. It okay. blows up. He flies away, and then he stays hidden until Lois Lane is put into danger, and he comes back again. See,
1: okay, I know. I know that. Okay, I kind of wanted that. From that, too. I wanted him to kind of just explain his piece and then have this great debate. But personally, I don't know. As, as, as it was presented, it was almost even cooler because the fact was is that, like, here he is. He has the ability to do this, and still the powers that be, whether it be Luther or the government, is not allowing him to do that, and they're still painting him in a bad light. I just do not offer the opportunity. Yeah. He's stif- stifled by humanity to not be able to show what he stands for. That was really cool. I know he people just, didn't like that, but my, I thought that was sweet. I
2: just Because I don't know what he stands for. I have no idea what he stands but for But the at fans this point. know what he stands for
1: because he talks that, about it all the time.
2: Well, you know what? That's bullshit because in the movie, in this movie, I have no examples yes. of this. I have no evidence. So I'm not going to make yes. up headcanon to justify this stuff. If you don't tell me in the movie, it didn't happen.
1: It all goes back to what JorEl said and what JorEl was trying to instill in him and all the stuff. And it always goes back to that one line. And that one line leads into... Batman vs Superman it leads into Justice League it leads into Wonder Woman Aquaman is that you will give the people Earth something to aspire toward right they'll race behind you they'll stumble they'll fall but in time they'll join you in the light and Mm -hmm. that says a lot about this movie is that like he's doing all these things and people still don't trust him they're trying to catch after him they're all falling all over the place he can't save them. He's no, not even trying.
2: He's not because, you know what, you can't give me an opening scene where he selfishly saves his girlfriend and really ignores all the collateral damage that happens that creates this anti-Superman sentiment. And then I get like a, a 30 second montage of him like pulling a boat and like hovering over people who, whose like houses are flooding. That's not enough. You, that, you can't give me like a little montage and say he's out supermaning all the time. So forget about it.
1: He's out Superman. yeah. Well, no, and, the, and that's Idaho. what
0: I'm saying. My, my biggest thing with this movie was this was the first time that we saw kind of like their characters start to come together. And after leaving this movie, I'm really excited about Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, you know, the Aquaman movie. I know that we're gonna get a standalone Batman movie, it's happening. They haven't announced it, it's happening. I'm excited for that. I couldn't care less about the Justice League movie right now, yeah. I because I'm afraid that what's gonna happen is I'm gonna see all these standalone movies with these characters go. Man, okay, I'm starting to get. They're starting to give me these DC characters that I really love, and in the way that I, you know, I love them. And then we're going to get back to the Justice League, and it's going to be dark and depressing, and just destroy. And it's going to be build up, build up, build up, kind of like what happened with Avengers: Age of Ultron. I was so pumped for Avengers: Age Age of Ultron to go in that, like through the marketing, through what I was seeing, you know, hearing. I was like, man, this sounds really great. And that movie was a was it was that movie was a bigger letdown to me than. Batman v
2: Superman, just and that was. is a
1: really interesting point, And I think this is a good, good segue into this: is that the marketing?
2: Right? Yeah, I did really want to talk about the, that the too. marketing. Right. This the, was this the only was, thing
1: we
0: didn't know about was the death of
2: Superman.
1: Well, besides any of that, the yeah. whole point was that this movie was pegged as Batman versus Superman, and that that was what it was going to be. And then, like, there was this Dawn of Justice thing, so we knew that there was going to be some setup involved, but we didn't really realize that it was going to be a full setup movie. And let's face it. That is what this movie was. It was a seg movie to the bigger, brighter, expanded universe. Now, did they did that is that what shot it in the foot? Is that what shot most of these critics in the foot, too? That they thought they were going to go and see Batman vs. Superman and they didn't get it. Was the marketing wrong? No, should this have not been I don't, named I don't, Batman vs. Superman?
0: I mean, I've said before, I don't think it should have been called, you know, Batman v Superman. It should have just been called Dawn of Justice. But the movie Dawn of Justice is not going to get people in the theater like a Batman vs Superman is. Sure. What I think the reasons why the critics Okay, you look at critics versus fan rating, and yes, they both have been kind of dropping a little bit. But for the most part, fans like the movie. The critics are the ones that hate it, because what is the issue with this movie? Pacing, editing, story flow, all stuff. the things that the critics are going to notice. Stuff. The big explosions and the fights and Batman being awesome and Wonder Woman being cool—that's what the fans are going to love. And because they get that, they're checking off those check boxes. They love this movie. The marketing, the biggest, the biggest problem with this marketing was. I agree. They showed way too much. Besides the death of Superman, we saw every single plot point in this movie in the trailers and every, all the action scenes. Every all the action scenes, everything. That the cool to me, my favorite part of the whole movie was the fight where B- Batman goes to save Martha. I saw the only part I didn't see about it was I didn't know that the KG beast is the guy who's leading that crew. You know what I mean? Was that KG yeah, Beast? Yeah, that's KGB. It was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. great
1: that's they what i'm saying did nothing to tell me that either also, so like I also really like really the care. jimmy olsen thing you about jimmy olsen? i told them about yeah that.
2: let's I, I will let's we'll talk about that. that in a second yeah. but yeah no i totally agree and that's the problem i think and that's that the problem first... with seeing this a week afterward too is that i was bored in the movie that like first... i didn't i didn't see anything that i didn't think i was gonna see and even the fight between batman and superman i thought was extremely boring
1: that being said do you think that this movie should have been marketed to kids the way that it was
2: uh, in what was it, How is it marketed more to kids? Look
1: at, okay. So I was, I've been like toy hunting, right? Oh yeah. Like a madman. Every time I go to target, every time I go to Kroger, every time I go to like anything, I'm looking at what the toys that are offering across the board. You've got a Batman that shoots uh, Batman, Batmobile that shoots kryptonite missiles. Right. We didn't see that. That would been cool. That would have been really cool. <laughs> all right. But you've got all these different like Batman toys and things like that. And you've even got like the nightmare scene, Batman, right? Yeah. When I was in that movie theater for all three times that I've seen this movie, despite the fan screening that I saw, there were kids all over the place. And I saw people leaving with their kids because their kids were straight up frightened by the man bat scene, which is kind of a nice Easter egg, right? A yeah. big bat mm-hmm. popping out of Martha Wayne's thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Was that a man bat? I thought that was Doomsday.
1: No, that was Man
2: no, Bat. No, yeah, okay. that was either a man bat or like a representation of like the cross that he has to well, bear. And sure. Well and just just kind of the thing.
0: first scene where we kind of see Batman, where the cops are going in to find that you know the criminal, oh, yeah. and you just see him like kind of out of focus in the corner, and he just
2: moves it's kind so- of terrifying. Yeah, it's, I mean,
1: be real. I mean, for people like us, like no, it's not because we're just we know what's happening. And but. the
2: branding thing, I think his extreme method of dealing with those criminals makes sense to me. By the time I watch the entire movie, because it's revealed that those people are in a, in a connection with getting the kryptonite. So basically, he thinks these extreme measures are justified because he's trying to get you know, the nuclear deterrent or what you have you. So, and, and, and I don't really have as being, much problem. I, with that. I don't think it was, but yeah, marketing. Dec- I've seen that in a lot of reviews, actually, that like every, kids have had to every, leave.
0: I mean, it was ev- scary for kids. Man. Every they couldn't handle it. movie. Like I can this. see how this
2: is rated R too. I can see how the directors come. You know, yeah.
0: You just add a couple more, you know, a violence, you know, but for me, I think the marketing fell through. You, we got that first comic con trailer, that trailer. I'm sorry to the, to this day. That was the best trailer that came out uh, last year. It, it was, it, it told me what you kinda you you know, brought in the whole, hey, this is connected to Man of Steel and it played through, you know. That second trailer that's what killed it because when they came out with that third trailer what was the one thing that they kind of took out they took out the Doomsday and they really really focused on the Batman v Superman stuff
1: listen man despite you knowing or not knowing Death of Superman they should have never ever showed Doomsday one little bit in any of those trailers I really think that okay even though I didn't mind the whole Doomsday thing even after I saw all that I just don't
2: think this is the time in his career that they should have done Doomsday
1: I'll get to that in a second I don't I totally disagree with you I totally disagree with you on a lot of points on that but what I'm saying is is that that reveal for me was not nearly as cool as it could have been if they would have done that because every fan that knows death of superman saw that and was like they're gonna kill him they're gonna absolutely kill him i just swore so we gotta do the (laughs) big. yeah sorry kelsey Ugh, i'm I'm so hot right now too hot gun fever so heated that was
2: at 42 minutes i'll I'll make them
1: the whole point is is that like everyone knew that he was he was either gonna get canned or if he didn't get canned, then you've wasted Doomsday, right? You've yeah. absolutely wasted Doomsday on all yeah. of this. And I, I don't know. I'm happy that they did kill him. And to, to that point of Death of Superman, I think that was a really, really daring, ballsy move for Zack Snyder and his team to say, you know what, this is movie two, and we're building this universe, but if someone's got to go, let it be Superman. For a couple of reasons. <laughs> clearly they don't care about him. <laughs> One, because people don't care about him quite yet. If yeah. we kill him and he regenerates... And we follow some of the, the return of Superman stuff. Right? Yeah,
2: I mean, like, narratively, it's the easiest way to bring – easiest character to bring back. You can't really bring back Batman without – No, no, yeah. you
1: can't. And if you do it, you get a much brighter Superman at the end of the day, right? Right. Thought it was done perfectly,
0: or he comes back super pissed off and like wants to take everyone out for. Like-
1: and we get the injustice storyline. Listen, yeah. if they start playing with the, the injustice storyline, then I'm out. I'm personally out because this has gone so far off the.
2: This the- feels like it, honestly. But it's a, that dream sequence felt like injustice more but than but anything. But that's else.
1: good though. I'm glad that they set this stuff up early. Yeah. So they didn't have to do it later. If they build up to like what Tyler was saying, with building up this like definitive Justice League, we get to a much brighter tone, a much more heroic tone and something that fans can finally be like, "Finally, it paid off." That all this all this angst and this brooding paid off because we got these people to where they're supposed to be. I'm fine with that. If it goes completely like the new Star Trek movies and goes like off the wire alternate universe, we get into injustice, I'm done because that's not the definitive Justice League that I need to see. Yeah. So
2: I just feel like we're going to get a Justice League with, like, seven members who are, like, violent, egotistical sociopaths instead of, like, what if –
0: this is we're seeing the birth of the what is it Earth three the Justice Society and then oh, the yeah. real superheroes come in and then Justice League Part Two they fight the evil It's like Connor Brandon Routh
2: and Christian Bale like no. come
1: yeah they come we back. need to put a stop to this <laughs> yeah <No>, absolutely <laughs> the little not.
0: kid from Gotham grows up and he's Batman See, that's the too is
1: that if like people even like I've heard actually some criticism of people say like let's do let's do the multiverse are you kidding me so you couldn't you couldn't handle how these characters were so different from there and you're you're even just entertaining the idea of a multiverse you yeah. have a lost general audience I still, want, and that. I still yeah, think and that
2: your solution to having one universe not work is to introduce the many more, more universes more convoluted universe. yeah more complicated I, I still
0: think though with the Flash movie they're gonna go something multiverse and they could I, I, I think I want them to do a loose adaptation of Flash
1: well here's point. the deal let's talk about that, that short little Flash sequence, right? The Flash dream sequence that may or may not be a dream sequence at all. It could just be like a, a crisis-like phase shift, right? Yeah. If at the end of the Flash movie they have them dealing with this and th- that moment kicks back, that'd be. I honestly would think that would be really cool because that's connecting everything and it's moving forward. But, yeah, they even said that the Flash movie is going to be so much lighter in tone. Aquaman, I can see it being kind of like Thor, which is actually what I kind of want out of that movie, personally.
2: I have zero interest in Aquaman at all dude Jason Momoa man you know and we get these like weird like Lex Luthor's YouTube channel that has all of the the Justice League members and Aquaman is basically like that scene in Zoolander where he's like the commercial where he's a mermaid he's like very... flipping around my son of
1: mine is a mermaid like how mermaid. unnecessary
2: was that and just like I you know these little details just like just crazy <laughs> but <B-gawk it. laughs> 54 minutes <laughs> 45 minutes
1: <laughs> we promised we promised ourselves we wouldn't do this, but we're getting so mad. But
2: but when one Roman's on the laptop looking at all of those, the icons were created by like Lex Luthor's marketing team or something like that. They created that like little a really, logos. That was some
1: really well done design. They
2: work. created the logos for every one of them. Like they got a little C for Cy. Like the guys like. Oh man, we got this like uh, this weird like a, footage from a, some lab man, or something. He's a
0: machine. He's like, I can't, I can't. He's a cyborg. Can't put this in the seat, and he's got like that little red dot on his chest. So let's put that in the center he's of like, it.
2: Yeah, I can't get this intel to Lex until I come up with a marketing plan for this superhero. Yeah, we've got this, we got, got to make toys and merchandise. This and thing. Look we'll at this other guy. He's like really fast. We'll, I guess we'll give him like a lightning bolt. Well, you
1: know, we, we, get, just, we got get this guy in the water. Maybe uh, the Waterman. Like tr-
2: a trident or snow cone or something. It's a seashell. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't know, man. I don't
2: know. The, the, I've said this a couple times. The biggest thing, another thing that I really like upset me though is that the Batman v Superman part of it was played down to make room for all of this other stuff, and the actual fight was very short. It didn't have like a really a lot of like up and down. That first when he shot the container kryptonite and he grabbed it because he was like, "Ha! Like what are you doing?" And it like sprayed in his face and he got surprised. That was cool. But the second one he took was just him being an idiot. Basically, he just shot it at him. My my favorite part of that fight was when.
0: Batman was just punching Superman in the face, and you see it start to wear off, whereas the punches start, stop hitting less. And you yeah. kind of get this – just kind of like how in the trailer we got to see when when he blocked it, and you see the kind of like, oh, shit, look on Superman. That was You kind of cool. see the oh, shit moment of Bruce where he's like, uh-oh. Yeah.
2: And then I just got to trick him into being dumb enough to hit another And when he blocks the kick and everything. Yeah. But it's uh, – I mean, he spends the first part of the fight getting like thrown around and like groaning because he's like in this big metal suit and he's getting <laughs> hammered. And – They've they cranked up Superman's power so high that it's like not believable that Superman or that Batman can put up any semblance of a fight unless he hits him with this kryptonite. So they're like they're really hamstringing him. I didn't think that Batman like outsmarted him in any way or like could outfight him in any way. It was just like I have this cheat code and I hit you with it. And then the way it was resolved... the like Game Genie. The way it was resolved, he's got him and he's about to kill him. And I thought it was really great that he had him on the zip line and he was smashing him through buildings. That was really cool. But the he has the line from The Dark Knight Returns, you know, the world doesn't make sense unless you force it to, which is an awesome line. But I don't know what he's talking about in this movie when he says that. It didn't have any real weight for me. Just
1: threw it in there. It
2: felt thrown in there. And I felt like a lot of these things were fan service to the detriment of actual character development in the story. No, no. I have one last thing to say about it,
1: and it's you shut your mouth.
2: <laughs> and, it's, and it's when he's got the big spear and he's about to kill him, and he's like, "You gotta save Martha." And Bruce Wayne like flips his dick. <laughs> Who? What? What do you mean? Who is Martha? Why did you man? say that name? And it's like you know what this movie would have been so great is if they killed everything after this, and they had it basically like the last thirty minutes is just like a knuckle down fight between the two guys, and like as they're fighting, they're maybe maybe they're getting to know a little bit more about each other, and then the movie kind of. The fight kind of ends with like them kind of like sitting down both exhausted and beating up and learning that, hey, you know, this fight is stupid because we have a lot in common. And like, then Martha walks up ridiculous. with a walks up with a pitcher of
0: lemonade and gives him cookies and says, good something, job, boys. Nothing <laughs>
2: better than like, hey, my mom's name is Martha. Oh, mine is too, so we're buds now. And there's I, I, nothing that changes from that point on that would make – Batman trusts Superman. Nothing changes in their it, it relationship so at much, all. It wasn't he's so much. Still, he's still an Ubermensch. In fact, he's so powerful he could kill Doomsday.
1: It doesn't matter at that point. It's it doesn't cause, matter. Cause it's, he's dead.
0: It's not so much that <laughs> they had. before that. It's not so much because I've seen. I've, it's not so much you because I understand you're, you know. I've heard a lot of people go, so just because. It's, it's not so much that his mother's name was Martha. It's just this whole movie, he, what has he seen Superman as? An alien. Sure. And in that moment. Super Superman is humanized, and look, I, I and get then that once, you can, once he's humanized,
2: that's like kind of like how Ben said, you get it, You just
1: didn't like it.
2: You know, Bruce. No, I, realizes, I understand that you yeah. can read it that way, yeah. and you guys are interpreting things that have happened in the film. I'm saying I shouldn't have to do that much work for it to happen. Well, that's why the you like movie, Marvel movies. It's, it's almost like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke.
2: That, I don't... 50 minutes. I
0: do not feel that way at all. I just That was set, that joke was set up too perfectly not to say.
2: I'm, I'm not saying that because it's too hard for me to think that way. I'm saying it because I don't know if it's something that Zack Snyder intended or if it's something that we're justifying for him. And I don't think he intended it that way. I think he did. I think he's an idiot. I, well, not, and, <laughs> intending it that way. That goes back to my main
0: purpose of this movie. It's it was trying to justify all the Man of Steel stuff was trying to justify what happened in Man of Steel or sorry all the all the Superman parts of this movie. And now I got a feeling that in a lot of these standalone movies, we're going to see some things trying to justify some things that happened in this movie. And I'm afraid that I'm going to see a DC universe where it's like every movie that's next is trying
2: to make you forget about the mistakes that it made in the previous movie. And and in this one they did the same thing they did in Avengers Age of Ultron where they're like Oh, it's the business district, and it's after five. So it's all closed, and there's nobody there. Yeah, right. That's not not enough. Oh, he's on Striker Island. Oh, it's abandoned. There's (laughs) nothing but cats there. So we can do this giant supernova blast. Like, Look, that Snyder- was
0: basically Zack Snyder giving a middle finger to every Seriously, single critic dude. who said the killing like, just too much a man was, of Man of Steel.
2: he was so butthurt about that in the <laughs> movie, <What? laughs> and his way to do it is like I'm still gonna like play with all my toys, but I'm just gonna you know put this line in here so you can't say anything about it. And it's like, no, 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 He made
1: like Batman more extreme. He's like, fine, if you don't want Superman do that, I'll just make Batman do that anyway.
2: Yeah, and Batman was like the Kryptonite spears back in Gotham. I gotta lead him back there <laughs> instead of like I don't know, flying back and then going or like. Sending Lois Lane, who's like at that point tripping over her heels somewhere in the middle of the rubble, like her place in the final act of that movie was completely unnecessary, too. She had nothing to do in that movie. I felt bad because like they really built her up as being like a really badass, tough reporter. And I think we'll agree that like the stuff in the Daily Planet was really fun. And I like that. But they She's ran a, out of stuff for say? her to She's do. A She's
0: a Pulitzer Prize
2: winning goddamn Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. Yeah, well, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I mean, I like that, you know, she was busting the balls of the military guy. Or was she's getting cool. some information on the table. But after she figures that out, there's nothing for her to do the rest of the movie. And that kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: But I, I, I don't know. I mean, part of it is I, I just feel that Zack Snyder isn't doing enough to, to sell some of this stuff. And then he's leaving just enough of these pieces for us to say, well, you know, he probably this is probably what he meant by that. And this is what that means. And that's, you know, that's all well and good. But I don't believe it in the movie because I don't really think that he meant it that way. It's
1: okay, Malachi, you're just wrong.
2: No, I'm not. Just wrong. (laughs) And like I said, I want to point out, I'm going to say right now,
0: I got a feeling I'm going to like Civil War more than Batman City Superman. So when I made the Marvel joke, it was just
1: a joke.
2: And that's that's (laughs) like, I don't think that I'm more of a Marvel than a DC. I I get no added, no joy out of one doing better than the other. I really don't.
1: That makes one of us.
0: I, I actually, one of my friends made told me, he goes, he's like, it might just turn into me going to DC for the comics and Marvel for the movies. And I'm, I'm afraid that one
2: day I might feel the same way.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know.
2: What else do we have to talk about at this point? Is there anything else that we need to get out there? Um, what what airing of the grievances?
1: <laughs> we've heard quite a few grievances. Like I
2: said, just for me, this movie was like if you've
0: read read any of my reviews, like my tweets were pretty on the fence, which you know because this movie was good, not great. I told Ben. It was like I walked into a room and saw a puzzle on the table, and I could look at this puzzle and go, "Wow, this part of the puzzle was really cool, and that's really cool." But there was just a couple key pieces that stopped me from really loving the puzzle.
1: Here's here's the question I have to ask, and, this and it made is for it confusing both, both you guys. And you've kind of answered this, and I, I don't really think I need to answer it because you know how I feel about this. I'm dead set. I'm bought in. Do you think this changes anything? Do you think this think just changes any bit of a bit of the path for WC, WB or DC moving forward. No. Do you think this gives them pause at all?
0: Nope. Because what? Because. Again, I'm not comparing it, but I told, I kind of like I told Ben, I liked, Ma- liked Ant Man, you guys didn't. But the reason hey, that I, sucks. But, I think we can both agree that. Yeah, you. I didn't but, like see, but the either. thing that Ant Man did for me was, I, that was the first time in a long time where I went into a movie that I, beside since probably Dark Knight Rises, where I had this, I was building up this movie, and I, would, I was like, man, this movie's going to be awesome. This villain in Ultron looks amazing. And then what happened? I walked out of that movie going, that was dang near dog shit. And then Ant-Man was a movie where, because of that, I was like, I don't even care about Ant-Man at all. And then I left that movie going, wow, that was the exact opposite, where I didn't really care about it. And it made me, it made me get back and more excited about these movies. I'm hoping – WB does not have to be worried. If Suicide Squad fails, it fails. That was an experimental movie. It had Batman in it, but it really is not going to affect any other characters. But when we start seeing Wonder Woman, not – not do well or if we start seeing cyborg or aquaman or Bat- a batman standalone which movie
1: which is his dream to have which aquaman is if
0: we fail. see if we start seeing these I movies i
2: just literally have nothing to
0: say about aquaman you know, I just don't care it, you know if because what's what's happening is the team up movies as of now aren't really doing and like i said i'm not excited for justice league i'm excited for all the standalone stuff
2: yeah and i don't know i think it's unfortunate that we have to look at this long huge schedule of movies that are coming out and it's like, well, this one wasn't that good, but like the next one, maybe, or like this one's setting up this one that'll be in three years. So it's okay. And like the fact that they're putting out, they were putting out uh set photos of wonder woman, like the weekend that this movie came out. It's like, are you kidding me? Like you guys obviously don't care about making a good story that I can enjoy in one sitting. It's about this long, you know, train of dollars that I'm going to be giving you for the next 20 years. And I actually, I walked out of that movie and I said, I'm feeling superhero fatigue. I I'll still see Civil War. That'll probably be the only other Marvel or DC movie I'm going to see for the rest of the year. In, you're not going to see Doctor Strange. Theater. Nope. Not going to not going to watch it in the theater probably. Really what what if, what if Man it? of Steel? And I, mean, I think that'll be maybe the most fun, and fresh that one that. because it's like magic and everything. It'll be kind of trippy. So let but me like, ask, Let me ask you this
0: because I I, I see why you're thinking that because that's like I said that's kind of how after Age of Ultron I was kind of like, man, I might just i wasn't really the only reason i went and saw ant-man in theater was my buddy chuck goes hey me and a couple of friends we're gonna go see it in imax i'd never been to an imax movie before
1: he's like I'll,
0: he's like you want to just go i had nothing else going on i was like sure i'll go had he not called me i would not have seen ant-man in theater
1: so, so let me get this straight you went to go see the world's smallest superhero on one of the world's largest screens yeah it seems like a waste of time to me
0: you know what though i would argue that the like malik i said the last like Half hour of Man of Steel. I felt like it was kind of like a or not Man of Steel, but it was like a waste of time.
1: Well you know what? I'll tell you this. I'm going for round four this weekend. You're I, crazy. I, I haven't You're the problem. No, I have no, part and, of you're part, the solution. We're
0: talking about this, you know. Should W B be worried? No, because why? It still made a ton of money. A bunch yeah. of money. It's yeah, still, I mean, at the end of the day, and, that's the
2: goal. In so. five
1: days it made half a billion dollars. Right? It was the highest-grossing superhero
2: movie for opening weekend, wasn't it? You, it also released in China at the same time, so that's part of it. They,
1: okay, their worldwide release schedule was actually helped this movie out a lot, and yeah. I I do give it that if it was not released all at the same time, it would not have worked. But it just it just got released in Russia. Just got, and it was as big in Russia after all of these reviews as anything else. Mm. And you're talking about Russia's keep,
2: not a super huge market for that, though. No, well, and they the US, were talking US about that. China some like, some the of, biggest, of the international but it's markets,
1: surprising markets. that it did that well, well that, that was it was a part market. of, they go, Oh, it
0: only made like seven million dollars in this country. But when you compare that to everything else, that was actually a lot. Like it was mm-hmm. actually outselling a lot of the superhero movies in the countries alone. But just because we just, I mean, think about it, we saw. Jurassic world make a ton of money and furious seven made a ton of money. Star Wars made more money than I will ever even think about ever making in my entire life combined with you guys. Like then Batman v Superman comes out and its number didn't look as impressive, but it still made what was it, over $400 million or what's it at now? Is it at $500 million at 500,
1: across, the, yeah, across the line of five hundred. Th-
0: you could take three movies in one year combined their set, their, their totals and they wouldn't equal that.
1: Here's the test. The test is this weekend. The absolute test is this weekend. I'm,
0: I'm suspecting a 50, over 50% drop well, in box office. Well, that's the thing office. is everybody's
1: saying that, but nobody, nobody predicted that it would still be making this much money despite yeah, all would you and have a lot a, of repeat business, When you have too. the
2: brand juggernaut of Batman and Superman, they are the most recognizable superheroes across the world. So I, I people can say whatever they want about this movie. The fact that there's talking about it, I think, is going to help either way. And the fact that it's Batman and Superman... There's no way this movie couldn't have done really well. You know, know what I mean? we need
1: to do though? We need to make sure that like Zack Snyder's not on suicide watch. Do you see those like after review interviews? They I had, saw
2: the one with really sad Ben Affleck.
1: Okay, watch the really sad Zack Snyder one. He's like, <laughs> he just couldn't handle it. You can just tell. Yeah. I hope Deborah's like sitting there just like petting his head.
2: Well, and he's a really big fanboy too, you know. So. Yeah. Well, and it's, I feel bad that you know he was eviscerated the way that he was because it didn't deserve an evisceration. He didn't get. But, he didn't even but get as much I, crap when he made Sucker Punch. Yeah, well, because yeah. he wasn't he wasn't working with these, he these Yeah, just as much. Crap. The, no. the reason is no. the reason is when you're working with Batman and Superman and you don't deliver, and, and a lot of saying. people get upset is, because they have so much this, built into it. This movie
0: it. was not a failure. But no, I'm talking Not According to our fearless no, leader. No, okay. no I don't. I'm talking Mon's hero. Like uh, yeah, yeah, Fiscally, that, sure. Yeah, it is not a failure, but to him it's a... I, I think to him he doesn't want he's Maybe not right admitting now. it, but he's he won't he will never admit that it's a failure, but to him he he wanted people he wanted people to love it and people just aren't loving it. Like I wanted, wanted
2: to. Him. You know, I sat in that theater and when I when things started to pile up, I was like, you know what? Just don't let the reviews affect you. It's okay. You get through the whole movie and seriously by the third act I was just done.
1: My thing is this, and this is the last thing I'll say about this, is what did people expect? When I went into that movie, everything that was in that movie is what I not necessarily wanted from that movie, but what I expected from that movie. My bar was not set that high. It wasn't set high as high it was for Dark Knight Rises. And in a lot of ways, when I left Dark Knight Rises, I was disappointed because I didn't get to see the things that I think I needed to see. Yeah, I was pretty disappointing and wanted darkness. to see. Even though I think that's the best one out of all of them in retrospect. Which I still think is crazy we need to have a discussion about that. That is here's, the best here's, one here's
2: I think why why, the, why you think that though, and this is why I think you like this movie, is because you like these these themes more than like plot execution. And mm-hmm. I really I thought the movie delivered on most of the themes that it was talking about, but plot execution was so sloppy that as a movie, I have a really hard time suspending disbelief when none of the character decisions make I think, sense. I think I think Ben so, liked Dark Knight Rises the most because he was in
1: Dark Knight Rises. I was in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah,
2: it wasn't weird to see Debbie Stabenow in this movie. Yeah, it was I didn't weird. even <laughs> notice it was her until Ben
1: Ben said it's <laughs> so. like well, she's the governor of like what what, is, what county are they in? Like, because they're both in the supposedly across the bay from each other. I
2: get well, the way they explained it was like a Minneapolis or no uh St. Like, Paul Minneapolis right
1: or it's like Newark in in New York right they're yeah. across the I, which is I weird for me because, they're because they're I've always seen it though. as
0: Metropolis is almost like a New York and then Gotham is like a Boston or something. Baltimore is what they Baltimore, say Baltimore uh yeah.
1: and there's a bay there's a bay separating those uh, those areas yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah could be it I don't know yeah it was weird but here's uh, again you're right you are you are completely right and because i like the themes and they play with themes that i think that are really essential to why i like comic books and why i like these characters despite all the flaws despite all the plot like miss missteps i don't care i don't care because i, I got to see deeper themes in some of these movies and i think i get a lot i think i get a lot more from zack snyder's movies than a lot of people do and that's not to say that, like, oh, I'm special and Zach's a genius, because he's not. Let's He is what he is. But I think that when I look at Zach's movies, I look hard enough to find stuff that I really like, but I also don't look too hard as to tear it apart and just accept it on face value of what it is. So
2: Yeah, and just on the themes, I just don't think he had enough conclusion to them. I think he brought a lot of things up and then didn't say much with it. Well, That's, so.
1: that's again, why you're wrong, Malika.
2: Oh, shut up. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything? I, I think we've come to the end here. It's been about an hour. Thank you all for listening to this. I know we wanted to to get something out about Batman v Superman for a while, um, but again, you know, we had those production issues, so sorry about that. Yeah, but hopefully, Elijah. hopefully, yeah. <laughs> if this Tyler sabotaged work this time, the whole this thing. He's
1: cursed, and we're releasing this anyway with all of its flaws, just like Batman v Superman.
2: There you go. But uh, we're going to do a regular episode this week as well. So this is kind of our bonus episode of the week. Uh, we're going to have our full news and, and all kinds of other stuff. We're going to play a fun game on air and everything next time. Too, I'm nervous, so. man. So. I don't want to lose. I want to keep going strong. <laughs> done. You're done <laughs> Dude, for. you're going down. <laughs> we're practicing this time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of a little bit like our death battle, but it seems like the rules are going to be made in a way that, you know, I don't get screwed over with picking something out of the hat that's not very time. So that should be fun. And uh, until then, guys, we will be here. We will be here in the cave. Same bad time, same bad network. Wake up in the morning and, I go and get the paper. Gotta get the paper. Hey guys, this episode of Raving Geeks has been sponsored by The Hall of Heroes, located in Campus Court next to Subway. The Hall of Heroes is open 6 days a week, Monday through Saturday. Visit their website at www.hallofheroesllc.com and let The Hall of Heroes become your go-to comic book destination
0: my synopsis is real never had that old team fixy feel with cats who make waves and aptly get a 360 deal